Section 12 of Birds and Nature, Volume 12, Number 1, June 1902. Recorded for LibriVox.org by phone. A Pretty House Finch My first meeting with the blithesome house finch of the West occurred in the city of Denver, Colorado. It could not properly be called a formal introduction, but was nonetheless welcome on that account. I had scarcely stepped out upon the busy street before I was accosted with a kind of half-twitter and half-song that was new to my eastern ears. Surely that is not the racket of the English sparrow, it is too musical, I remarked to the friend walking by my side. Peering among the trees and houses, caring little for the people who stopped to stare at me, I presently focused my field-glass upon a small finch-like bird, whose body was striped with grey and brown, and whose crown, face, breast and rump were beautifully tinged or washed with crimson. What could this chipper little city chap be, with his trim form and pretty manners, in such marked contrast with those of the alien English sparrow? Afterward he was identified as the house finch, which rejoices in the high-sounding Latin name of Carpodacus mexicanus frontalis. He is rather an exclusive little bird, his range being only from the eastern border of the Rocky Mountains to the Pacific coast, chiefly south of the fortieth degree of north latitude in the interior regions. He is certainly an attractive little fellow, and I wish we could offer sufficient inducements to bring him east. A bird like him is a boon and an ornament to the streets and parks of any city that he graces with his presence. No selfish recluse is he, no indeed. In no dark gulch or arid wilderness, far from human neighborhood, does he take up his abode. He prefers the companionship of man to the solitudes of nature. In this respect he bears likeness to the English sparrow, but be it remembered that there the resemblance stops. Even his chirruping is musical as he flies overhead or protests from a tree or telegraph wire against your ill-bred espionage. He and his more plainly clad mate build a neat cottage for their bairns about the houses, but do not clog up the spouting and make themselves a nuisance otherwise, as is the manner of their English cousins. This finch is a minstrel, not one of the first class, perhaps, but one that merits a high place among the minor songsters. I am tempted to call him an urban arion, for there is real melody in a swinging, galloping little aria, running up and down the chromatic scale in a remarkable way. Many times did his matin voluntaries mingle with my half-waking morning dreams, as he is an early riser. His song is quite a complicated performance, considerably prolonged, and delivered with great rapidity, as if the busy minstrel were in a hurry to have done so that he could get at something else. In my rambles he was found, not only in the cities of the plains, including Denver, Colorado Springs, and Pueblo, but also in nearly all the mountain towns visited, Leadville over ten thousand feet skyward being, I believe, an exception. In the villages of Redcliffe and Glenwood, both beyond the continental divide, he was the same sprightly citizen, making himself very much at home. My observation is that these finches are more plentiful on the plains than in the higher altitudes, and that they seldom venture farther up into the mountains than 8,000 or 9,000 feet. To give an example, in a recent rambling trip among the Rockies, a few were seen at Georgetown, which is 8,476 feet above sea level, but my notes contain no record of this species having been seen in any of the higher localities visited. Much as this finch cherishes the society of man, he is quite wary, and does not fancy being watched. As long as you go on your way without seeming to notice him, he also goes on his way, coming into plain sight and chirping and singing. 
but just stop to ogle him with your glass and see how quickly he will dart away or ensconce himself behind a clump of foliage uttering a protest which seems to say why doesn't that old fellow go about his own business if in some way the american house finch could be induced to come east and the english sparrow could be given papers of extradition the exchange would be a relief and benefit to the whole country leander s kaiser end of section twelve this recording is in the public domain